what do they call it? They call it Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. That's right. What's going on guys? Royale with cheese here. Back from a long vacation to kind of just recap everything that we saw this that round out the year and uh, give you our opinions on them, I guess. Yeah, we're really going to hit on the last part of 2019 and see... I mean, honestly, 2019, in my opinion, didn't start off the best. I mean, not many movies I really wanted to go see or watch. But I'd say the end of the year smashed pretty hard. Yeah, as soon as it hit about May, I felt like things started really heating up. And uh, by the time we were October, became one of my favorite years. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is definitely, I mean, there's always bad movies in a year. Six sure. Underground, but no, no. there's <laughs> there's always really bad movies. But I mean, this this year definitely hit a lot of good movies for sure. And uh, to lead that off with is uh, we're gonna be talking about Waves, which um, directed by Trey Edward Schultz. He directed also another one of my favorite movies is uh, It Comes at Night. So I was really excited for this one, even though It Comes at Night it's a horror movie. This one, I mean, it's definitely not a horror movie. It's a thriller though for sure. And um, it's very unique. You know, it felt like almost two movies in one, is in my opinion. You know? Yeah, you you thought you had a main character, and then you didn't. <laughs> yeah, it uh, the, the, traces the journey of a suburban family led by a well-intentioned but domineering father as they nav- navigate love, forgiveness, and coming together in the aftermath math of a loss. I mean... It got a good Metascore in 81. I mean, at least the people on IMDb liked it. They gave it an 8. Yeah, it, I, don't, I don't know how many people saw this, though. I feel like this flew under a lot of people's radars. It's and, definitely uh, almost... To go see I it. feel like it's almost in the indie category, but it's not. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it, I feel indie. Yeah, it, it's indie. I mean, it was at main theaters, so... Is it 824? No, it's not 824. No, it's not, even though we've been watching so many. <laughs> I feel like it could be 824 so easily. Um, yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed it. I like uh, it says it basically just follows a suburban family, and uh, at the beginning of it, it follows the son played by Kelvin Harrison Jr. and um, throughout it, he's a wrestler, you know, and uh, he's hurt, so he starts taking o- oxys, I believe, right? Yeah, oxys, o- opioids of some sort, and yeah. the, all the pain, and he knocks up his girlfriend, and all this his life it just starts tumbling up and falling apart yeah. really quickly and he um he makes some bad choices i mean without giving out too much away you know yeah just a little ca- clarification it is an a24 film oh got it yeah uh which honestly if you don't know much about them they've started producing more and more movies putting them out there I mean, paying they, for them to get lot, to theaters it seems like uh well this recently uncut gems has, hereditary yeah uncut gems is I mean, now an a24 and that's uh the biggest opening a24 and actually gross a lot now i think adam sandler has a big part to play in that yeah. personally but hey you know what i'm glad for him i enjoy a24 movies and uh the more they got out there and the more people see them i like it even better yeah so uh me and caleb had uh uh, a couple uh so waves obviously it has meaning the title to the movie and it, we broke down there's either three categories it could be in you know one being the ocean because they're kind of right off the ocean it's or a Florida. lake or it's Florida, yeah. yeah so it could be the waves right there or it could be the wave check on their heads that that was a possibility we had <laughs> and then that the, the last one we had was life basically you're on a wave it's ups and downs yeah. constantly i mean yeah the whole the whole theme of it to me was like you're always two steps away from ruining your life like 
no matter how good your life is, yeah. you're very close to that ending, you know, and, um, I mean, as we de- saw, and he- also our decisions influence everyone around us. Like you might think you're an Island, but at the end of the day, like what you choose affects pe- the people that you love most. So like, that's another check. Like, don't be reckless with your life, you know? Oh yeah. And like, it's not like they were coming from a terrible background. Like they lived in a nice house. Yeah, yeah, they were they, well, well off. Yeah. I mean, you just, like I said, it's just two things. I mean, this whole movie is like, especially the first half, is this anxiety to the oh, extreme. Yeah. Like, every time they got in the car, I was like, they're they're dying. Like, they're going to crash and die. Like, there's no, every single time, like, it didn't matter. Like, I'll, the very first scene opens with them in the car, and I'm like, they're going to die. They're going to get in a car crash. Can we take a moment on the trucks they drove? They were like the biggest trucks I've oh, ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. Like, they were like, what was it? But they were Toyotas, weren't they? Boom. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Toyotas. I have a job yet. Keep Toyotas are fine. <laughs> Toyotas are fine. <laughs> Toyota makes good trucks, but um, they were just huge. Like, Gigantic. I feel like these cars took up half the road, yeah, at least. Yeah, you not be able to park in a Like, spot. no need, no need for that. Like, you I just... mean, I know, I know Seth can, like, there was more puking in this movie oh, than any gosh. movie I've ever seen. Like, it's so there's much. like five scenes of like graphic puking. I was like, what the heck? Yeah, it was actually pretty crazy how much vomit came out in and this whole movie. There's like this camera shot that he uses two or three times, to Edward Schultz, where it's like in the middle of a car, and it just is constantly spinning. Yeah, and like, I wanted that to was puke. Nauseating, like, yeah, for me, like I get the reasoning why, like he's showing it, and like it's, it's a cool, to, yeah, it's a cool it's a 360 cool shot. shot but... It's supposed to be like this, and also put you in anxiety, and your life is spinning, you know, and all this stuff. Oh man, yeah, but oh my gosh, man. It, it well, was... they were also all high at the moment, so that it's like it was trying to get like the as close to being high as you can get in yeah, a film, like without <laughs> watching it. It was, it was honestly. It was really good, and I, I liked, I I really did like because I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a movie that's done it this way where they had a main character right, and they're kind of following him the whole movie. Yeah. I mean, you have like other sub characters like the sister. Yeah, and the dad, and and then about halfway through, they totally flop. He's the main character, the the son. Yeah, I, it, is not in it anymore really. It's it switches yeah. to the daughter who you didn't really know much about, but then it gives you all from her aspect and they throw in the, the other guy who's always in these indie movies. What's his oh, name? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh gosh. How can I not remember his name? It's uh, uh, But it, you find it out, but uh, what I was going to say is like like Seth was saying, this movie... Lucas wrote, Hedges. Oh, my gosh, yeah. He's in every indie movie. Like, if you have an indie movie, you have to employ Lucas Hedges. Oh, yeah. He plays like, it all. It's, it's like, impossible. It's not. like the Netflix uh, <laughs> girl films. They all have... Uh, oh, yeah, what's yeah. his face? <laughs> no, oh, what's his name? Uh, shoot, we did a whole episode on it, basically. Hold on. I'll, I'll pull it up. I'll pull it but, up. But uh, the thing about, like Seth was saying, is, like, a lesser director... And I still think that will piss people off with the way this movie, like, switches so cold cut. But I think it pulled it off very well, like... Like Seth said, it's almost like two different movies in one, but it made sense to me. Like, it worked. Yeah, Noah Cent- Centineo. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's, yeah. like, so for all the girls he's that like the listen. Noah Centineo. Yeah, he's, like, the B-movie Noah Centineo. But when I say B-movie, I mean, he's actually a good actor. Like, Noah Centineo, throw him out. Like, I don't even know. Exactly. How, he couldn't make it to Hollywood, so he had to go to Netflix. Yeah, I mean, this, like, this movie was... I believe the best looking movie of 2019. I'm gonna come out and say it. Very artsy. I mean, like the way they use the colors, especially at the parties and stuff, and when he's driving the street lights and everything. I mean, it was just it was very awesome to look at. I really like the use of colors in it. 
Like, I mean, I just really enjoyed this movie. I mean, I enjoyed it way more than I thought. And also as a high schooler, I think it's, I'm not high school anymore, but like, it's relatable looking at him in high school. Like, yeah, like you're not, you're the star. You you yeah, wrestle exactly, for a living. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like, just it's basically my life. Like, if you guys don't know us, neither of us can wrestle because Caleb stays at like six foot four and he's really slender, and I'm the same. So no, no it was just to me. I felt like um, you know, he he's not fully thinking things through. He's 17 years old, and he like he's he made some oh, bad yeah. decisions, and like he doesn't want his dad to look down upon him or anything. So like, I kind of get where he's coming from, I guess, when this movie, like I could see easily how you could get to the place he gets yeah. without like even trying, like he's not a bad kid. Yeah. I, I mean, just, he, like, well, just one led to the other and yeah, it just kept evolved. going downhill. Um, I will say though, I mean, this is probably veering a little bit off waves, but you watch in the movie, him start taking axes and like, I mean, I, we both know about oxys, but we don't know them, like, terribly much. We've never taken them or anything. I think anyone that's been weightlifting has been doing it wrong this whole time. They should just be snorting oxys. Bro, yeah, when he starts snorting oxys, dude, he's able to, like, he, he literally tore shoulder. He literally tore his joint in his shoulder and broke it. So, like, but he's snorting oxys, and he's still lifting weights. And you're just like, what the heck? Yeah, it's, it's a really depressing movie. I mean, no doubt about that, but it's about... I mean, it's about depression. It's about forgiveness. I mean, it's well made. Like songs are played at the perfect time. Oh yeah, the, also the soundtrack for this. I mean, oh yeah, it's not my personal preference, but I mean, you got like Chance the Rapper. You got everyone. In but it was it. just I mean, played at the right moments, yeah. and it like made sense. Really good soundtrack. It felt sure. good, and you kind of like it'd give like that summer aspect where like yeah, a good vibes, but then you'd go to really dark yeah. vibes. And then, yeah, I mean, this movie for sure, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I give it a 9 out of 10. Personally. I did too. Yeah, I, it's, yeah. it's uh, no spoilers, but it, it cracked my uh, top 10 for the year for sure. I mean, yeah, and then uh, me and Kel got a little bored and we decided to go to Six Underground and Michael Bay. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I want to say we're Michael Bay fans, but no, I, actually, <laughs> I do enjoy a good Michael Bay movie every once in a while. No, no, no. Actually, I think this cemented my hatred of Michael Bay. <laughs> It is. The, it just. He's just. His movies are the ugliest looking well, movies, in my opinion. It's a hundred percent Michael Bay movie. Let's just oh, start. This is, let's just start off. Let, let's give like kind of the plot. Okay, it's basically. Ahead. It's basically about these six random people, yeah, right? That he Ryan he Reynolds, fakes their death. The yes. Ryan Reynolds fakes their death, and then he starts this task force, and they're like Mission Impossible, but not. Well, there's no like. No one really knows what they do. Like in well, the movie, they, they all, save the world from something that you didn't even know was they wrong. Topple governments, I yeah. guess. Like I really don't understand what they're really trying to do here. Yeah, like and, come uh, on, we already do that here. So I think this is like the funniest, <laughs> the funniest movie in my opinion because it's just basically Netflix was like, this is the second most expensive Netflix movie, right behind Iron yeah. Man, and they're basically like, here, Michael Bay, just take here's a blank check, make your most Michael Bayest movie. But here's here's the thing. And that's what he did. Netflix didn't even probably pay for that much. If you don't remember, there was a ton of things like Red Bull was in oh, a whole like placement. ten oh seconds of movie, it. The whole movie's probably that placement. car brand. I can't even think of it as an Italian brand. Who's um, it? It was an Bugatti. I don't think it was Bugatti. It, it was a weird one. We had to look it up. That was a hundred percent like they were going so hard for it. And there's like so many things, obviously. But that's a Michael Bay movie. Like you got your certain things. It's a hundred percent action packed. He doesn't really care about the picture. 
He doesn't really care about like the nope. artistic ability and anything of it. He just cares about lots of explosions. Doesn't care about the plot. Hot women. Cool yes, bars. yes. I mean that's that's why I mean, Megan Fox is always in all of his movies. <laughs> but yeah, he's I feel like he's a B movie director with an A list budget. Like he's had the Transformers. I mean now he has this. I he, don't. He's, no, I'm saying he's like ever. He's, he's gigantic <laughs> budget films, and he makes oh, yeah. some like I know it's pretty cliche, but they're like. TV commercials. I mean, they're like this tr- meant to draw your attention. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about him is, as you saw in the beginning of this movie, they introduce like these six guys, right? You got the billionaire, you got the medic, you got the CIA agent, and you're sitting there, you're like, okay, you got the hitman, mm-hmm. you got the driver, and then you got the parkour dude. Yeah. What the heck? You're, you're... He's, he's probably the most <laughs> integral part of this whole movie. Besides Ryan Reynolds, and he's it's like the parkour dude. Yeah, like, you're like all he does is just do parkour on buildings. Like any, anyone could do his job. Like anyone could just scale a building, but he does a flip off. Yeah, you're just like you're like, what is this guy? And then there's like a whole scene where this guy that probably is easily 250, just bodybuilder. He's parkouring as quick as this other dude, and oh, you're just yeah. like yeah, you're I'm just like, like you're what useless. is this? Yeah. Like, you're useless, obviously. It was it was a it was a very bad movie. In my opinion. Yeah, I definitely, like... <sighs> like, there's no plot. There was... Okay, I don't want to say there's no plot. There definitely was a plot. But, okay, just honestly, the beginning of the movie, the characters were not thought out at all, which pissed me off. That's why I said, like... And also, he's a billionaire for making magnet technology. Like, the most random writing of a character of all time. I yeah. Mean, like I said, the whole movie is they just go and topple governments and put in new heads. Like they're basically what the U.S. military has done in the Middle East for the that's past. What, that's what I'm saying. Years. I'm saying we already do that, so it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, is this like? I don't know, man. It's it's on Netflix. Check it out. I guess I I heard it on another podcast, but this is a movie you just turn on in the background. Yeah, and like for sure with friends because like you don't have to pay attention. To well, there's you're not, you're no, you don't miss anything. I I would you also say anything. I mean if you're plastered, this is probably a good movie. Like. <laughs> Like it's it's a good movie where like you don't pay attention to, but you are paying attention. Yeah. I mean, I I'm not gonna lie, it's a fun movie. I, I did see, enjoy some of the slow mo kills and slow mo like the, shots. I'm not gonna lie. The more I thought about it, the less or the more I hated it. Oh yeah. Like I, I liked it at first, and then the more I kept pondering on it, I was like, this was just awful. Like there's so many other better Michael Bay movies. I mean, I. Yes. So many. I mean, there there's one great line in it. It's uh, basically now that we're dead, we don't have to pay taxes. So um, no taxation <laughs> left, everyone. Uh, yeah. So uh, what'd you get, Seth? Oh, I give it a three out of ten. Oh really? Yeah. I give it a four. I didn't, I didn't hate it that much. It just like was bad. I get it. I, I had a, I had a four out of ten when we first watched it. Mm-hmm. And I just switched it recently when I was more thinking about it. I actually heard it on another podcast them talk about it, and that's really what made me <laughs> <Yeah>. hate it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is like like I said, this it could have been cut down. It's like two and a half hours almost. Was it? It's two hours. Oh no, I felt like two and a half hours. Two hours eight minutes. Uh, cliche's movie of all time. This he has that Michael Bay nasty saturation they uses. Um, they drive a neon sports car to hide from people which just makes no sense at all like you said the product placement everywhere and uh i mean yeah there's not much good in this it's just we could give a couple shout outs to the actors obviously ryan reynolds you know deadpool yeah um then you got i'm not even gonna try her name the main girl the blonde lady she is she plays in in glory she plays in inglorious 
uh, Bastards. Mm-hmm. And she actually plays a big role. And then number three, which is Manuel Garcia, whatever, <laughs> he he plays in Ori- a Murder on the Orient Express and Magnificent Seven. Yeah, I mean... Uh, mm, and got then you got the parkour guy. Ben Hardy. Who's basically none for nothing. Yeah, he's in, like, X-Men Apocalypse. But actually, they did have Dave uh, Franco in it. He was yeah, in for... Yeah, for 10 minutes. He's, like, he was in for a, a solid 30 seconds. And he was... I agree. Like, he was definitely the most entertaining person. I, I will say, um... I actually just watched Detective Pikachu. Because one of my buddies really wanted to watch it. <laughs> not a good movie. Would not suggest it. It, it was just... Not good. And, but anyways, even Ryan Reynolds has Pikachu. He was playing Deadpool. So. I think, I mean, okay, there's like, Ryan Reynolds plays Ryan Reynolds, and then he has Deadpool, which is like amped up Ryan Reynolds, in my opinion. Because, yes. I mean, there's movies like Mississippi Grind and all the movies like pre-Deadpool, where he still is this Ryan Reynolds, but then they gave him Deadpool, and then he's just like Ryan Reynolds on steroids. Well, Deadpool was his greatest role for him. Well, yeah, it's perfect for Ryan Reynolds. Well, like I mean, point. it just made him big. Yeah. 100%. I, I agree. I mean, I mean, I like him in Deadpool a lot, mm-hmm. but I just don't like, I mean, obviously they all have a role, like you got Tom Cruise who plays this, the same role in every single movie. He's the cop. Yeah. <laughs> or the secret agent, right? But Ryan Reynolds is just kind of annoying if you yeah. see him played the same way, same way, the more, same way. The more I see him, and then he's cu- upcoming in that new, like, NPC movie, basically. Yeah, the same thing. It looks awful. It looks... I'm just looking really forward to Deadpool bad. 3. Then, <laughs> Made by Disney? Yeah. <laughs> Disney X. <laughs> yeah, so, and then, um, I guess, moving on. Yeah, Richard Jewell. Interesting, uh, based on a true story. Yeah, most libertarian movie of the year. It won that award. <laughs> Directed by uh, Clint Eastwood. It comes in at 2 hours and 11 minutes. Uh, the main actor is uh, Paul Walter Hauser. You might know him from I, Tanya. Um, he was one of the guys who took the hits. Uh, you got Sam Rockwell as his lawyer. And then, you, of course, guys, mom yeah. is Kathy Bates. And you got John Hamm as the FBI. And then Olivia Wilde as Kathy Scruggs, who's and the journalist. The who, director, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. I mean, um, I actually really enjoyed this. Like, I did not know about this story at all. I mean, it's oh, all about... Especially the, how much they went into it. Yeah, I mean, okay, so it's American security guard Richard Jewell saves thousands of lives from exploding bomb at 1996 Olympics, but is vilified by journalists and the press who falsely report that he was a terrorist. Here's the thing. If I was in his situation, and, I mean, okay, spoiler, if you don't know, it's a part of history. Yeah. He obviously is found not guilty. Yeah. But if I was him... I would literally sue everyone across the face of the planet because, like, they literally ruined his life. Oh, yeah. I mean... Any chance he had of doing anything, they ruined. Even security guard the, at other places. Like, okay, I'm just going to say, uh, Paul Walter Hauser playing Richard Jewell was, like, spot on, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Like, it was perfect. And Yeah, he wears that mustache and then, well. Yeah, <laughs> Clint Eastwood doesn't hold any punches either because, like, I f- obviously, you feel bad for Richard Jewell. It shows the media that they really are the enemy of the people. You know, democracy doesn't doesn't die in darkness. Whatever that garbage, stupid saying by the journalist. Yeah. But the thing is, is that um, they play I pre- think pretty even handedly because like Richard probably is a dick to be around. 
Oh yeah. But he doesn't deserve it. Like he's. But like, he's a dick in a different way. It's not like he's trying. He's just be like super annoying because like. He's kind of like an incel, but he loves the police. Like, he always wants to be a police officer and all this stuff. Like, he loves the law, but really the law is the one who's trying to get him. Yeah. I mean, he's he's not... I, I feel like I feel like you're giving him a bad rap. He's he's not a dick in the way, like, he's out there to piss you off. I wouldn't want him to be my... Like, I wouldn't want him to be my friend group. Yeah. Oh, well, especially after what happened. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, he seems like... A good guy by the books, but does not seem like a fun guy. Yeah, you know? just Plays a- by the rules all the time. Adding you know? to what you said, uh, Paul Walter was, I would say, a perfect cast. Yeah. In the sense of, if you actually look at how he looks, yeah, he looks just like him. One of the scenes actually that I don't know if you remember that actually really stood out to me, showing like how good he was, is right as soon as they basically accuse him, and he's walking from his uh, apartment or condo, or whatever. Yeah. to his car and he's just like breathing he's like no comment to the reporters and stuff and keeps like to me I don't know why that one scene stood out to me as like really good acting like it really felt like he like really was just kind of like pissed off didn't really understand what's happening yeah because like then they show up some interviews actually with Paul Walter Hauser and like that's how he acted like that's how he was like I mean he's genuinely a good guy yeah, that's the I thing. Mean, like he he, loves he, he was country, out for the law. best in yeah. everyone. All he wanted to do is be a cop. Yeah, in this movie, they kind of play fault to the FBI and the journalists, but the journalists are way more at fault than the FBI. I mean, oh, yeah, they screwed him. They're the yeah, ones that started sure. it all. Yeah, I know, I agree. I mean, don't get me wrong, they were both. I would have sued both, but I, I mean, mean. Yeah, I guess the theme journalists. of the movie is. Uh, no good deed goes unpunished, I mean. <laughs> like, yeah, for real. Like, it's poor he, dude, man. He literally does something good. And, I mean, I get the saying, they say, the first, the first, uh, not victim, but, uh, suspect is the one that calls it in, yeah. always, which is true, but they definitely take it. Them who smelt is, though, who dealt it. <laughs> they definitely take it to, like, here's the problem. It's not even, like, that he was accused of it or anything. Mm-hmm. The problem is is that the journalist put it out that he did it. Yeah, it wasn't that he was accused. It was he did it. It's Well, they didn't say necessarily he did it. What they did is they put out a story that, like, he's a number one suspect. Like, obviously, and of course he's going to be a suspect. Like, that's just how he has to yeah. be. Like, like, if a lady gets murdered, the husband's always a suspect. Like, they have to interview him. They have to go through yeah. stuff like that. But, um, I mean, it's a Clint Eastwood movie, so, like, it's always to me at least visually competent yep. acting is competent he doesn't do anything crazy I mean the movie doesn't look like, he's definitely down to earth yeah the movie doesn't look like crazy good or anything but it works like, it was a good movie really done. Um, it so was yeah. very interesting I mean I, I'm we're both oh, pretty yeah. history buffs so I, like that I, I can't believe I've never heard about this story till now yeah um, Sam Rockwell and Kathy Bates were especially excellent I felt like Yes, yeah. I mean, Kathy Bates has that real emotional scene where, I mean, it's Kathy Bates, so you know she's going to do good. Sam Rockwell, I just love Sam Rockwell. I don't know. Like, anything he does, I'm interested in, and I really like him as a lawyer. Yeah, I like the FBI agent, too, uh, Sam, or John, John Hamm. Mm-hmm. He, he, he played it pretty well. Uh, and he just, honestly, he kind of just looks like a fed. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah, for sure. He, he, 100%, oh, for sure. he 100% has that fed look. <laughs> I mean, like. Do you have anything that you have like negative towards this movie? No, um, I, I mean, since I didn't know who Clint Eastwood is, I definitely thought there was stuff that they could have spiced it up, but it was a pretty it. 
I don't want to say it was slow. Slow wouldn't be the word for it. And I don't want to say it was boring. Because boring wouldn't be the word for it. But there was definitely some scenes that felt a little bit long. But besides that, it kept a really good pace. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I had wrong with it, I think, is like sometimes Olivia Wilde it becomes too cartoonish as a villain. Like she's like too stereotypical. Yeah. But I mean, it's like not the end of the world. I, I found it very interesting. Um, so what'd you give it? Oh, I give it a eight out of ten. Yep, same year. Eight it, out of ten. It, it, I mean, it was good. It's definitely worth the watch. I mean, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna say it's the best movie I've ever seen, but yeah, I always I like agree. watching history movies, and that's a good one. Yeah, for sure. I I really liked it. Um, now, our next one is you thought that movie was sad. We're gonna go to a very, 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 very sad movie. It's called oh, yeah. Honey Boy. Now, this is pretty much an indie movie. Yeah, we hit up, up Honey Boy and Waves on the same day, so yeah, so it was a, it was like very depressing. So I would say, uh, me and Caleb have the same stance on pretty much Shia LaBeouf. He, he's honestly, he's crazy. Like, no, he's let, let's yeah. let's be honest. I think he, at this point, after watching Honey Boy, I think even he would admit he's crazy. But he's not a bad actor. He just no. takes every role. No, 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 no. He just takes literally every role. And you got Lucas Hedges in this. Amen. Strikes again. You know, Lucas Hedges. It's an indie film, dude. You got to throw Lucas yeah. Hedges in there. And you got Noah Jupe. Is that Jupe, how you say it? I own Jupe or something. He's, he plays Child Buff as a kid. And no, then, but he's also in uh, Quiet Place, which I'm sure most of you have seen. I should he, know that. He's the kid in it. Uh, and then, of course, you got Child Bluff, who plays Child Buff's dad. And... Knocks it out oh, of the I mean, yeah. I mean, I I really couldn't give it like a full rating because I've never met Shia LaBeouf's dad, but oh yeah, I would say he hit, probably hit it spot on. Uh, this movie was also written by Shia LaBeouf too, so yeah. it shows how like personal it is. And it's all about his like childhood and early adult life, you know, and how he has to deal with his dad, and then it kind of flows back to when he went to uh, rehab and stuff. For yeah, him. it goes back and forth. It, it's very, very yeah. Very Lucas sad. Hedges plays. I think Lucas Hedges' uh, portrayal of Shia Buff as an adult is like really good. Actually, like I'm not the biggest Lucas Hedges fan. He's the best B movie actor. But he's like he really does like a good Shia Buff impression. Like it's weird because they don't look anything alike. Like no, they don't. They could be complete opposites. He plays the psychopath. And he plays it like perfectly how I'd imagine Shia Buff would be actually be in. Person. Oh yeah, I mean I actually like Shia Buff acting a lot. Yeah. Um. And Lucas Hedges, I from what I've seen of him, I like him a lot. Uh, I don't know much about Noah Jupe, but it was a really well done movie. Like, and it was perfect. It was an hour and a half. Yeah, real you tight, can't beat that. Tight hour and a half. You can't yeah. beat that. Hour and a half movies. Hour and forty five minutes. That's the best kind of movie you can get. Well, yeah, because I think it's perfect because it's like the movie in all reality um, doesn't really do much, you know. It's basically most of the movies at this hotel, motel that this crummy motel they lives at, and his crappy relationship with his dad, who's basically his manager, doesn't have a job, and then like he's but he's a, only his manager because Shia LaBeouf lets him because he knows he can't get a job. He knows he's a loser because he's DUI and yeah. stuff, and he's that's the only that. reason. And it's like, it's like this. It's sad because what it does is like, yes, it portrays the father, and the father Shia LaBeouf's father is a crappy dude. Like, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, that. like there's. For sure. No doubt that he's a crappy dude, but you kind of sympathize a little bit. Yeah. Because even though his dad's a liar, he goes to these AA meetings, and like uh, Shia LaBeouf points out, like he goes to these AA meetings, and he just makes up stories to make his own story seem like 
really big and grandiose and all this stuff. Like, he's a liar at heart. But, like, his dad was abusive. I mean, I'm sure he has PTSD from Vietnam. Like, he just has a real crappy, like, setup. And, like, sometimes you can tell he actually cares for Shia Buff, but not much. And Shia Buff, like, goes to the extent that he actually pays a hooker just to basically, like, hang out with him and hug him. Well, he just doesn't have... His mom, or his mom's, figure. yeah, not there. Yeah. And it's not like, I, I think his mom just has a job. I mean, I don't, you get the opinion that no one really cares about him, and that's what I well, think yeah. what you're going for. Yeah, and it's crazy because, like, Shia Buff has money because he's acting. I mean, I'm not saying, like, a ton, but he's also, I don't know how, was he, like, 10, I think, in the movie? Yeah, he was an old 12, maybe. Yeah, and, and his dad's just a, his dad was, like, a, a like, he got B-movie acting, and then you got television acting. His dad was like a television. Oh yeah, he's a clown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that with a like chicken. A, yeah, yeah. It was it was a cock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a clown <laughs> with a cock. And uh, yeah, the movie just like it just shows the vicious cycle of abuse. Like the father was abused and had all these abusive situations. Yeah. So therefore, he abuses Shia Buff. Therefore, Shia Buff abuses people and drugs and alcohol, and he ends up in rehab. Yeah. And it's like. And it it was also great. You saw it through the acting. So the little the little child buff yeah. when he was in acting in one of the scenes, remember when they're at the dinner table yeah, and they yeah, was yeah. talking to the actor who's his dad. Yeah, exactly. And that was really sad scene. Yeah, because like, he's like, his the dad, the one that's acting as his dad in like the TV show is like, oh son, I'm always here for you, and he actually starts like really crying yeah, on set. That's all he wants. He just wants someone who actually cares for him. And like, there's no doubt, childhood actors just are screwed up. And he's obviously a product of that. And, like, so his whole life's basically, he's lived a whole life of a lie. He's lived a whole life of acting. Like, yeah. he doesn't even really know who he is. Like, he's Agreed. just an actor. If he wants to cry, he can cry. If he wants to get mad, he can get mad. Like, he's not really in control of himself. And, I mean, it's a really good uh, feature for Shia Buff. I'm really, like, excited to see what he has in the future. I know he's, like, really hard to work with. So that's, like, a down pit. But maybe, yeah. like, um, maybe he cleans up his act and actually, uh, does some more good things. Yeah, so what'd you give it? Uh, I give it a 7 out of 10. I found it... It just didn't work fully for me because I just didn't live that life. Like, if I lived a life closer to that, it would have hit real home for me. Yeah. But it's just it was just hard for me to relate to it. I still enjoyed it. A 7 out of 10, I think it's like... really still a really good score. I, I, I gave it an 8 out of 10. I, I liked it. It, yeah. it definitely, like... it. It didn't hit home. That's all I'm yeah, trying to say. Not, yeah, yeah. But it definitely hit, you know? Like, it was just sad. Yeah, for sure. And, um... Yeah, so, uh, let's move on. I To our next Netflix movie. Yeah, you know? Marriage Story. Netflix with this year is uh, really been pumping out some Irishman. Marriage uh, Story. 600 grunt. <laughs> and, and The Witcher. I mean, they have TV shows that are hitting. Uh, Lost in Space, Season 2. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even saying it's amazing. I'm just saying a lot of people watch it. Yeah, and I it's mean, good. It's well produced. Well produced is the way. Yeah, stuff. I mean, that's just what it is. So, Marriage Story. We got Adam Driver, uh, Scarlett Johansson. It's directed by Noah Baumbach, and yeah. um, I actually have a little story. Noah Baumbach actually found, um, kind of at the beginning of my movie obsession, which is about four years ago. Yeah, and uh, I just have always been drawn to him because of his dialogue in movies, because um. His movies is the dialogue and it feels lifelike. Like it feels real. Like the one thing I love about Tarantino is his dialogue in his movies. Like it's fun, exciting, quick. Like Noah Baumbach's dialogue is like it just feels real. It feels like a real conversation because oftentimes the movie it's not doesn't feel real. Yeah. 
And um, this is also he really likes Adam Driver, who's in a ton of his movies. And he's always I wearing love, those pants high. <laughs> I love Adam Driver. I think he's a great, great actor. I do too. And um, so, I mean, it's basically it's it's um. The, I'm going through a divorce, basically. Yeah, it's basically Adam Driver, who's Charlie, and Scarlett Johansson, who basically are getting a divorce. And they start off where it's just kind of like, they're like, this isn't quite working out. Let's just go our separate ways. Uh, Adam Driver or Charlie, he's been kind of caught cheating. Like, it's just, and they don't really have hard feelings towards each other. They're just kind of like, she wants to go live her life in L.A., and he wants to stay in New York and keep directing plays. Yeah, you know, and she he, wants to become a TV actor while he's fine being a play, yeah. play director. Yeah, and it pulls on the, both the families because, well, not both, but at least Scarlett Johansson's family because the mom really likes that's Adam true, Driver. That's true. And the biggest problem is, is they have a kid together, and it's not like either of them are deadbeat parents. They both love the kid, so and they mo- want to go to opposite sides of the country. So it just it kind of shows the ridiculousness of what happens when divorce lawyers get involved. Yeah, I mean, I'm never a fan of divorce kind of movies like Kramer Kramer. I I love that movie, but I hate it. It's just such a sad movie. Yeah, I, I feel mean, like and Marriage Story is kind of that. I mean, they start off and it's kind of happy a little bit, but then it just gets real droopy real quick. And I think it plays the most true at least from what I've seen in other families, they both just try, you know, treating the kid like a little... Well, it turned into a competition. That's what like, I mean. Like, they're tr- who can give him more? Yeah, yeah. It turns, like, it, that's what you see is, like, there's some scenes in it where it's, like, the kid doesn't want to go with Adam Driver, but it doesn't matter. It's his time. And, like, I yeah. get that because Adam Driver, like, loves the kid, wants to spend time with him, but, like, it's not... The it kid just, just doesn't understand. It, it's not an ideal situation for the kid. Like, yeah. he's... He doesn't understand it like that. If he doesn't go with his dad this weekend, he's not going to see him for another. Like, he can't comprehend it. So at the end of the day, it just screws with the kid. And that's the thing is, uh, Laura Dern becomes uh, her lawyer, right? And it's it, things just become messy real quick. And what happens is, is because it's so one of the worst things is like when you open up to somebody, right? You tell them things that you wouldn't want anyone else to know, but they're your significant other. So therefore, like. They know these things, and what happens is, as soon as it's a divorce situation, it all steal, comes out. You gotta stay, stay like those steel doors. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's just this awful story because, like, the worst sides of them get exposed to the world. Where, like, it's really not that big of a deal, but when it's like exposed, it's like their deepest darkest secrets. Like, if everyone's deepest darkest secrets were exposed, no one would like that. And yeah, it, it's a very sad movie, and you're, like seeing them war over each other, and it, they try making it happy at times. But you're kind of just... I mean, there's some comedy in the movie. like that is It's funny. dark comedy. I mean, but yeah, it's always overshadowed by this glooming thing. Yeah. Because it keeps escalating. Like and no. like I said, it begins with there's like, we're going to separate. We're going to like share the kid or whatever. Yeah. But then like Laura Dern talks. And that's the thing too. Like a lot of people when they see the movie, like I've heard from a lot of people is like, you start off on Adam Driver's team. Like the first time you watch it, the second time you watch it, then you kind of maybe switch over to Scarlett Johansson's or yeah. maybe even go 50-50. I, I felt like... I'm on the kid's side the whole time. <laughs> no, I, I see the kid is super I know. Bad. And he's, like, not a bad actor. I don't think he's, like, phenomenal. But he's just, like, annoying. Like, I just... No. This kid, I'm like, this kid needs discipline. The Somebody kid is. to beat this kid. But, <laughs> no, the thing is, is the only person that really annoys me, and I don't even know why, but every movie she plays in always annoys me, and it's because of her voice. 
the mom. Scarlett she Johansson, just, she's no, that? no, no, not not Scarlett Johansson. The mom of Scarlett oh, yeah, Johansson. Yeah, yeah. She just has that high in like this isn't a bad thing by any means. Oh yeah, yeah but yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. it's just like it's just high enough where it's annoying. Yeah, so yeah, her I mean, voice just like kills me every time because I feel like anytime she's in the room, she overpowers. You think she overpowers it? I think she's the perfect role because she like she's no, like, no, still you're friends not with getting Adam what I'm Diver, saying. And, I like, like her. Just, like I like her. So passive. It's just always annoying. <laughs> no, I actually really. And the couple it. roles I've actually seen her in, she plays like that kind of a mom, a kind of annoying mom. What what she plays a mom that's like really quiet. In another movie, uh, let, let me see. But I just mean, go on. Um, uh, objectively, I really don't have any faults with this movie. I mean, it's kind of a perfect movie from a technical perspective. The acting's great. It looks great. I mean, it's a really good story. The way everything's put together. Laura Dern and Driver are the two that really stood out in this movie for me. Not saying Scarlett Johansson is bad. I think she's great, and the other lawyers great. But to me, Laura Dern and Adam Driver are just at the top of their game in this movie and um they'll both definitely get oscar nods and everything and um i don't know i mean it's it's weird because uh obviously our standards for marriage are a little different than like the rest of the worlds and stuff and obviously we're pretty conservative when it comes to stuff like that so i mean like a lot of people just like put off this movie and it, it ends kind of happy like it uh, spoiler the movie yeah. ends, and they kind of make back up with each other. Not not to get together, but they become. They realize they're not the enemies. They both have to live through this life, so they kind of become. Well, it's more. Friends, it's more. I they guess. just think of the kid. They're like, yeah, yeah. They realize the kid is the most important and thing. And they realize outside of like the lawyers, they really don't hate each other. No, they, they just, just don't get along. Yeah, and but the thing about it is like, this whole movie is they're both ultra selfish. They're all both crappy people like they don't care about the kid wants to get involved with lawyers and stuff. oh not at all it just turns well to, i mean gonna win? it turns yeah. into a competition and they don't care and like i don't like any of either of them and at the end of the movie it tries to show like that they're good with each other now and to me it doesn't work because it shows like they really don't care when push comes to shove they're very just in it for themselves and what's going to make their career going to work or not work yeah, I mean, and like that's, a, it's just annoying. The whole movie's annoying to me. Like, yeah, honestly, the movie kind of pissed me off. Yeah, I, I kind of. Agree. And it wasn't a bad movie. It just pissed me off because just, it was good acting, and that's why it pissed me off is because it made it feel realistic. I mean, I did have one problem with it. Um, what the kid gets for Halloween is the absolute worst Halloween grab of all time. I'm not saying when he goes out with his dad. If you look at his bucket when he dumps it out when he gets back from the trick or treat. Oh yeah, that's like it's forty tootsie rolls. What the heck is this? But they're also in L.A. Cal- I don't care. Well, they only give out tootsie rolls. What kind of garbage yeah. product place? What kind of garbage set design was that? <laughs> Not even set design. What kind of garbage neighborhood? But um, yeah. Um, Everyone in that neighborhood needs to check themselves. I have a question. Uh, are you taking this or Kramer versus Kramer? I like Kramer versus Kramer. Nah, see, I I'm. Sp- Hmm. I love Kramer versus Kramer. The more I think about it, the more I like it. It's I like, so good. Okay, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. I like Kramer versus Kramer better. I think Marriage Story is a better movie, objectively. I don't know. I I have uh, Kramer versus Kramer better. I have this at nine out of ten. See, I had it mixed. I had it at a seven, but when I thought more on it, I gave it an eight. 
Yeah, I mean, I just, I, you can't fault it, because even though, like, they're crummy people and stuff, and it frustrates me, I mean, like, the acting in this, and, like, you've, the, there's that clip where they really freak out on each other, and it's been floating around Twitter, obviously, and all this stuff, and everyone judging the movie off that, they're like, oh, that's not how a real fight, and it's like, I know everyone's saying that, but they're like, just shut up, like, go, the movie's on Netflix. No, I You don't have to pay any money to go see this movie, watch the movie, watch it in context, like, if you take five minutes out of any movie and just put it up, everyone's going to become an amateur film critic. Oh, yeah. Well, they've never taken it. a film class like us, you it's, know? That's what I'm saying. They, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They don't under, they're they, not at that level of thinking. Film class not. level, yes. They're not, they're not up here. They're yes. down here, like with the peasants and the police. Yes, that's it. Okay, Um, what I would say, just to defend Kramer vs. Kramer, if you guys don't know about Kramer vs. Kramer, it's Listen in a later podcast, but... Uh, Earlier podcast. My thing that I defend about it is this one's like, for me, it was gloomy the whole time. And the reason I loved Kramer vs. Kramer is because it was like, beginning, you're like, what the heck is going on? Then you just <laughs> feel so sad, and you're like, oh my gosh. And then you get so happy, and then you get so sad, okay, and then you get happy in the end, and it ends really well. The thing with Kramer versus Kramer that I think that I, the reason I like it better is because it's the whole arc of the father and it shows how he becomes like actually a good dad and how he actually like is striving to be a better dad and he's like he comes exactly. from being selfish exactly to unselfish and like actually loving the kid versus marriage story they go from loving the kid to that I'm not even saying they don't love the kid anymore I'm saying like they just stop thinking what's best for him right. and start thinking what's best for themselves. All I'm going to say is the kid in Kramer vs. Kramer was a better actor. Oh, I agree. I agree. I don't think he's... Okay. I don't think he's a better actor. They gave him no, more he, to do. He's definitely a better actor. You cannot tell me the kid in Marriage Story didn't piss you off. <laughs> no, he pissed me off, but I don't think he's like bad at acting. I just think like right. the kid in Kramer vs. Kramer had like a role. The kid in Marriage Story doesn't really have a role, you know? Yeah. He's just kind of there and pissing you off. Yeah, so, I mean, let's go on. I think this is probably our... Favorite movie that's came out recently. Oh, for sure, yeah. Uncut Gems, Adam Sandler. Everyone's been looking forward to it. And this is another A24 movie, which is very surprising because most people don't know about A24 movies. I mean, like, you had Hereditary. I think Midsommars was decently big. And, I mean, Waves was not big at all. But then you got Uncut Gems. And I think the only reason it was big and got any, like, recognition is Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler sells tickets. Like, he was the most... The, his movie Murder Mystery, right? Was that what's called on Netflix? Yeah. Was the most streamed thing of 2019 on Netflix. I mean, he just he more, brings in the numbers more than the B movie. Remember that stat? <laughs> yeah, yeah, by one person. But no, <laughs> like he just brings in the numbers and is crazy. And this is Adam Sandler's best role. It used to be Punch Truck Love, and this is the thing. I think it pisses a lot of people off because like you get him in Uncut Gems, right? You get this good Adam Sandler, and then yeah. you get him in Grown Ups, which is bad Adam Sandler. <laughs> And the thing well, is, remember, if this doesn't win an Oscar, he's coming out with Grown Ups 3. <laughs> the thing is, is like, he doesn't, I, you gotta respect him at this point. Because he's like, he does this, he does this, where he's just like, I'm gonna make the movies I want, with the people I want. If I want to go on vacation to Monaco for six weeks, because I'm shooting a movie, I'm doing it, right? He does not care. But then he's like, hey, listen, don't forget about me. I'm still a great actor. He does uncut gems and proves us all wrong. Like, Well, also the thing to make this even more of a B-movie is everyone in this movie... It's not B, it's indie. I wouldn't say B. Okay, yeah. Well, 
I mean, it's not, not be. It's not B be. It has a negative connotation. All right, it's not. I won't even say it's really an indie movie anymore. It, it made so much. I guess yeah. But there's no one in it that's acted really before except for Adam Sandler and uh, his side Keith, piece. Keith Stanfield. His side piece. And no, even the even the moms. Sorry things. to bother you. Even the moms in some things. Yeah, He's but not much. He's also in Knives Out. He's a detective in Knives Out. Uh, you got Kevin Garnett, first time actor. She's which, not, his side piece is not in anything. She is, but, um. Like what? Enough. She's in things. Um, this movie's directed by the Safdie brothers. Yeah, she's in, um, what is it called? Oh, well. Yeah. I that's you someone else. Um, uh, it's directed by the Safdie brothers who just directed, uh, the just 2017 Good Times, which was, uh, another get, 824. No. She's, she's in, uh, Guardians. And okay. the yeah. old boy. So, like I said, Safety Brothers directed Good Times in 2017. Another just anxiety-inducing movie. Um, it's a really good movie, Robert Pattinson. I definitely say if you like Uncut Gems, definitely check out Good Times. Like it's it's the same same feel. Like yeah, at the and, end of the day. And the thing about both movies is, you will get done with the movie and um, hate your life. I mean, you don't you don't ever feel good watching any of their movies. Like you walk out of their movies, just like, gosh dang it, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got like, you such high hopes, like oh, such high hopes, and when, like you honestly do cheer for Adam Sandler the whole movie. And the thing is, Adam Sandler's not a good guy. Like I'm not gonna no, say no, he's a good he's guy like at all. This scumbag, yeah, Jewish jeweler. But you want him to win the whole movie. The whole movie, you're sitting there, you're like, come on. Come on. Well, this is the Come thing. on. Just like in good times, like, you'll sit there, and you're, he's just, like, starts off, they start off crappy, right? Yeah, and but. And then, then, then they hit a high point, point. you're like, all right, man, good good ending, let's just cut it off here. And then both movies, man, both movies are like, nah, let's do this. Ah, and he's like, oh, you, ah, Which, in Uncut Gems, they did make a, like, Reference, kind a reference, of, kind, kind of. of. Yeah, his neighbor is from the TV show Good Times. Yeah, they go into well, a field on that, which they, is pretty funny. They're yeah, definitely trying to make a reference towards their movie. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, but it did. See, the thing I like about this movie is, okay, so it's not obviously not a true story, <laughs> at all. Yeah. But it's played out where you think it is a true story. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, like it, it takes place with real life. Yeah, stories. during the Celtics run yeah, with well, KD. Well, t- KG. KG. Um, my bad. What I think it's 2012, right? I think 2012 it's right after the first championship. Finals. It's right after the first championship. I've been like 20, 2008. I'm, I'm not sure, but um, it's a charismatic New York City jeweler always on the lookout for the next big score. Makes a series of high stakes bets that could lead to the windfall of a lifetime. Howard must perform a precarious high-wire act, balancing business, family, and encroaching adversaries on all sides in his relentless pursuit of the ultimate win. And it basically revolves around, in a very, very, very simple way, is basically Howard, Adam Sandler, he gets this black opal from mines in Ethiopia, right? And he thinks this rock is going to be worth, like, at least a million dollars, right? He also owns a jewelry shop in, in New York City. And the jewelry shop, this is, like, for highballers, like, this crazy chains, like, this for rappers, basically, stuff like that. So, KG, Kevin Garnett, comes by. He sits there. He shows him the rock. KG is infatuated with the rock. He takes the rock on leave. and 2012. Yeah, 2012. That's right. Sorry. And this whole whole thing is, like, Howard's also a big time better. Like he constantly is betting on games, constantly betting on the Celtics and yep. Kevin Garnett. And like 
He's addicted, for sure. The thing is, he makes good money, but he is constantly chased down by people, mobs, and stuff like that, because he he takes money from one place, right? Oh, yeah, puts it in another. And puts it in another. So it's this constant balancing act, like yeah. the whole movie. And then he also his wife's going to leave him because he has a side piece he's yeah. cheating on her. And, like, he's just, like, like he says that he's a crummy dude. Like, you don't, you, like, cheer for him, but you don't cheer for him. Like, it's a weird, yeah. weird thing. Like, Yeah, well, that's, oh, that's, that's what I'm weird. saying. They make you want him to, they make you want him to succeed. That's, that's, like, I feel like what they're trying to get you. And honestly, though, especially with the gambling thing, it gets you into the movie. Like, and I'm not saying because I'm a big-time gambler yeah, or anything, but it gets you yeah. on the edge, and it gets you like, oh, what's going to happen? Because gambling is just so, like, yeah, yeah. It's like it's, you don't know where it's going to go. The lowest of lows. I Even mean. though we knew where it was going to go because <laughs> we know. Us, we know. No, 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 no. I'm saying, like, we knew where the gambling was going to oh, go because yeah, we knew yeah, yeah. history. But then again, I'd guarantee... 99.99% wouldn't know where it's going to go. It's even matter though, because, like, it felt like re-watching that... Like, it felt like you were there for the first time. Like, it felt like you were in 2012, and you didn't That's know what was going to happen now. That's why yeah. it feels so realistic. It feels like the Richard Jewell. It plays so yeah, perfect yeah. into it. And this... Adam Sandler just out of this world, the way he acted in this movie. I mean, there's a scene where he breaks out and fights The weekend. I mean, this is... This yeah. Ins- he's insane. Yeah. He's insane in this movie. Like, he's this angry Jewish man. Yeah. And it's, like, this is the funniest thing. And, like, also, insanity. I think ensues. we're going to have to start investing in uncut gems because... <laughs> well, not after no. After the, well, we found out. Well, the flip yeah. rate on him is still double. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And like I said, Kevin Garnett, like, I'm not going to lie. When you first, like, hear of Kevin Garnett being in a movie, you're like... What the heck? Like this gonna like he's oh, definitely yeah. gonna be the down part. He's gonna be a fight to say he was actually like really good in the movie. Like I'm not saying like he was Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. But I mean the expectations were down here and he definitely exceeded them. In, like, oh for sure. I liked it a lot. I would suggest out of all the movies we've been talking about, I'd suggest this one over the rest. Okay, I now I have, I have two questions. Yeah. Is it a sports movie? No. I would say but yes. I think it can go that way. I think it's a sports movie. But I think this encompasses like I think this is a good movie for most people cuz it's it's entertaining. It could be like a sports movie. It's funny. It's a gambling movie. It's funny. Is crime happening basically yeah, in it? Movie. Yeah, it's basically a mob movie too. It, 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 so my point is like it's I mean, a drama. Just be prepared like you won't be bored during this movie. And, it's this not long. It's what two hours? Yeah, two hours and fifteen minutes. And it doesn't. It does not feel like two hours. No, because it's constantly the whole movie. It's, it yeah, two hours stop. fifteen. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, it's like it's like same with good times. It's like a slow escalator that just keeps going up and up and up and up. I consider this a, sp- a sports movie, and if you consider this a sports movie, is it one of the best sports movies of all time? I Do we count early. documentaries? Is it, no, no, doc, no documentaries. Okay, Caleb. Straight, straight, like, the Disney Miracle Hoosiers, Coach Carter, Remember the Titans. Yes. Um, I can't really think of Mighty Ducks. I'll look up best Rudy. Rudy. Is I, Tanya a sports movie? I, Tanya. Uh, yeah, I, Tanya. I'll throw I, Tanya in there. I mean, um, it... Oh, man. Uh, for me, it, it works as a sports movie because it's all about sports betting. Obviously, KG's in it. One other movie actually has a professional sports player in it. 
boom, I'm yeah. playing top five best sports movies of all time. I said it. You heard it here. Royale Are you sure? What about White Man Can't Jump? You heard it here on Royal of Cheese. Moneyball? Moneyball's number one. But you heard it here. <laughs> so it's not number one. <laughs> it's a number one. It's a top five. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, you got some good uh, movies. Fighter, that's one. Ah, okay, wait. Boxing I mean, that wouldn't be top Boxing five. Movies, I feel like they're their own. No. I mean, I guess. No. Ah. What's the other ones? You got South Par, you got... Rocky. Rocky, I did not think of it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, this is awkward. Uh, Bowl, I guess. Sandlot? Sandlot, yeah, top five. Makes top five. Uh, cool Run. Nope, Cool Do- Running. Dodgeball? No. <laughs> Why would you not throw that as a sports movie? It's the a whole movie. movie's about dodgeball. It doesn't make my top five. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I thought you weren't going to put it as Space Jam. That's a classic. Space Jam might make it. Space Jam might make it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like it. It, it. I would definitely put it top five if you're going to consider a sports movie. I just don't know if I'd consider it a sports movie. It's a sports. It has to be a sports movie. Why? Just because it's gambling on sports? Gambling on sports. Kevin Garnett's actually in the movie. It doesn't and the, mean it's a sports movie. And the movie. climax of the movie is the Western Conference right. Finals. Shaq is in, is in a ton of movies. Are you going to consider those movies? Well, he movies? doesn't play Shaq. I mean, he definitely plays Shaq. Well, no, I'm saying he's not like, actually Shaq. Shaq, Shaq. Shaq plays Shaq. Like, you, you can't get around that role. It's a sports movie. I don't care. Adam Sandler if it influenced is... the Western Conference Finals <laughs> or the Eastern Conference Finals in 2012, okay? It never happened. So, anyways, uh, I really liked it. My big dilemma on it is I want to rewatch it. I don't. I'm not going to I'm not. I don't have a set rating, really, for it. Because I want to rewatch it. Nine out of ten. What? Nine out of ten. That's why I have it at right now. But I think with a good enough rewatch, it could change. It could. It could change. Um. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh. Definitely go see it. I think actually though, I was surprised at how many people I know went to go see this movie. Yeah, it was an A twenty four movie. That's, that's, that's why I was really not, surprised. I'm just telling you, Adam Sandler, he sells tickets. I, mean, I don't even know why, man. I, it's so I, I don't know why. The either. weirdest. Because no one's gonna sit here and tell you Adam Sandler's their favorite actor. Like, I'm, I'm sure there's somebody out there. I mean, I'm sure, but what I'm saying is like they're like Waterboy, my favorite movie. Somehow he just brings people to the theater. I don't know how. Or yeah. Why, but. I, yeah, I, I grown ups three, man. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. And I would like to hit on, though, okay, before we stop, about The Witcher. You know, Henry Cavill? Henry Cavill, which actually Didn't surprised me. I watched the first episode. I, didn't even know he was the main guy. Not going to lie. All right, this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say the first episode is definitely the best episode. Like, there's just action scenes in that that you're just like, I don't know, even that, that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. I'm hearing a lot of high praises about it. But I just don't know if it's just that way because everyone's watching it, you know. But here's the thing: it, it was a video game before, and yeah. I never played it. You never yeah. played it, so like, I really can't. Well, that's I guess not true. But go on. You you didn't play it. I played the second one. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, so you didn't play it because <laughs> the second one. That's like yeah, that's like. I played the second one. There's three of them. Yeah. Okay. So you didn't play the first one. No. no, no the first one okay. So, anyways, from what I I mean I, what I know about the video game, it's fairly close to the video game, but it, it's honestly really good. And I think Henry Cavill, it plays a really well role. I heard it would be better if they were able to CGI his mustache off. If he was wearing the CGI off, it would make it better. Probably. At least maybe. a Snyder cut. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, this is obviously a close second behind Batman vs. Superman. That's what I've heard. That's what most people have been saying. Yeah, in Justice League, obviously. Well, no, no, we don't, we don't even joke about that. <laughs> 
Ruby yeah. the Snyder Cut. Yeah, no, it's it's good. I mean, I don't really get a lot of it, if that makes sense, but it's hey, very entertaining. There's definitely going to be a season two from and, the reactions I've heard. And like I'm saying, this is just really the only reason I'm bringing it up is because this is just adds to Netflix putting out quality stuff. Even though Six Underground was a, a terrible movie. It doesn't win best it's, picture. <laughs> it's still like... I guaranteed a million people watched it. Yeah, Not that uh, many, no, but... It, no, more than that. I gear, Netflix, people just turn on the randomest crap, which yeah, I don't understand. So, so. so, I guarantee it's... Like, they've just been putting out quality stuff. Yeah. I no mean, doubt. and I know they hit hard on TV shows because they have, honestly, probably the biggest TV show for the last... Mm, Game of Thrones was the biggest. Pretty much every year. Though. That's true. That's true. But until the last season, now everyone hates it. So that's true. It's last season. Yeah. No, Stranger Things is oh, what yeah. I'm saying. Stranger Things is easily one of the biggest uh, television they even shows. Have, like um, House of Cards was dominating. Yeah. For the first. Lost in Space does very well on it. The Witcher, I know, smashed. Yeah, I know a lot of people who've watched it. So yeah, for sure. I mean, it just does. Uh, Black Mirror. Everyone oh, likes I love that. Black yeah, exactly. They they. So the last season really sucked, but um. They've just been putting out tons of quality content. There's no doubt Especially about that. TV shows. Like, they've always... Uh, I feel like they've always done quality TV shows. Well, Seth, I feel like they're getting into the movie game. Mirror Story and Irishman are pretty much for sure locks to be nominated for Best Picture. If that doesn't say enough, like... I mean, how many studios get the chance to have two, two movies to be the nominations, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Just... I'm trying to think. Uh, is there any other that they've put out? Movies? TV shows. Not movies. This year? Just any time. Uh, there's that You, which is out. I know the second season. Ended, yeah. Which is really like big pop culture thing. I, I mean, they got Jeopardy it. on there. They got Jeopardy now. Yeah, I mean, they're just putting out... Um, they put out quality crap. I mean, that's just... Yeah, they do. And it's honestly... I, I mean... Well, now they're trying... Well, this is... Hey, competition, man. They have to compete with Disney Plus. They have to compete with all these things. And I think Disney Plus is actually taking kind of a dive. But you know what? They put out the Punisher too, and Punisher, that was decent. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, no, they have. There's no, there's no doubt. And the thing is, it's really easily accessible because pretty much everyone, at least in America, has access to someone's Netflix account. So I mean. Oh yeah. <laughs> so the uh, stuff's gonna get watched. Um, yeah, no, it, it's just good. And my point is like. I mean, I know there's a big debate coming out, like Disney might take over Disney and Hulu because it's basically the same thing. Is might take over Netflix, but the thing I is, so. they're just putting out. I and honestly, I don't know. I mean, I know Netflix makes what they raise their prices. It's like sixteen dollars yeah, a think, month. I still don't think Netflix has turned a profit yet. That's what I was about to say. How are they turning profit? Because I, I know have. with the Irishman, that cost a ton of money. I think like 175 million. You got 600 grand was 150 million. Yeah, insane. Mirror Story wasn't, wasn't as much. Yeah, but, still. but these TV shows like The Witcher, that's still a ton of money. Put money, in Lost, Lost in, in space, space, that's all CGI or green screen, so that's yeah. a ton of money. And then you got even uh, Stranger Things. That's a big money. ton of money. Yeah, and uh, they don't seem like they're gonna slow down. So. Um... Yeah, well, if they don't turn a profit, then... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> They're still, they've been going on, what, for like 10 plus years now, so... Yeah. Um. So that pretty much wraps up the end of 2019. Uh, next episode, we're going to give our best. And then best of the decade, and probably. we're also going to put out best of the decade, hopefully, and... Uh, and then we'll start getting the new movies. I know we just 1917, saw... 1917. Yeah, we saw that. We got the Bad Boys for Life coming out. Yeah, uh, we're going to do a quick uh, 
trio series. Yeah, you know, exactly. not because they're probably good movies. I have no idea, but I it's Michael Bay. Str- so we're strong feelings. Entertaining, <laughs> dumb, entertaining. To see. All right, guys. See you later. Peace Bye. out.